0: Hey guys, it's Jazz here with another episode of Daily Journey with Christ, and today it is Thursday, April 20th, and we are going to continue our journey through the book of Ephesians as we read into chapter 5. A bit about my day is it started off getting to school really early after doing some life coaching this morning with my Christian life coach who is from Cranbrook, but we meet every Thursday online. At six AM to just kind of talk where I am spiritually, see where I'm thriving, see what I can work on, and kind of just talk about things we've read in the Bible that week, or just things that are on my heart. After I end up going to school and wrote my part two of my anatomy, disease, and pharmacology final, which honestly definitely took the fail today, but. If I do well on the other two parts, this is honestly, it's just going to be a small percentage in the end because the final is worth 12% of my final grade and each part is worth 4%. So I'm not going to stress too much about it. I knew this one was not going to be one of my strongest, but I put in the effort to study what I could and did my best and that's all I can ask for at this point and I Went to the gym afterwards is, I don't know about any of you, but for me is if I'm having a day that's just like, I don't know where I'm at mentally, going to the gym usually helps me clear my mind. And so I went to the gym and then studied for a couple hours and concluded my night working with or hanging out with some grade nine girls that I mentor every Thursday night with my church. And I just love my girls is they are an amazing group of people who always bring a happy positive vibe and always remind me what the good is in this world but also for me to be able to support them in their journey with learning who God is and seeing where they're at mentally and spiritually has just been amazing from the moment I met them last year it has been on my heart as i have been asked if i want to continue leading come september is a new season is going to start and it's just kind of putting that on my heart right now is I just want to pray to God to figure out what he wants for me, if this is what he wants me to continue to do or if he has something else in store for me. Because at the end of the day, I question I ask is, what is keeping me at the church I currently go to? And don't get me wrong, I love my church. I love my community. I love all of that. But at the end of the day is I need to figure out where I belong and where, what, where I want to be because just because a church is a great church doesn't mean it's a fit for me and I just came to my church because of who I was dating and it's what I needed and I love my community but there's something in my heart that's just gonna pray about it and just figure out where I belong and figure out my values figure out my morals and just Keep praying where God wants me. And if that's to stay at Gateway, then I'll stay at Gateway. If God leads me to a different church, then I go to a different church. But for now, I just told our youth pastor that I needed time to think about it, to figure out if I could make time for it because of school being all the finals next year and having to write my national exam and just a lot going on with my health and practicums. I just need time to think about it and pray about it and see what God puts on my heart. As for tonight, I need to study for my next final tomorrow. I have two more to go, but it's always important to conclude off my night with some time in the Bible and just kind of read it down and see what God puts on my heart and what God's speaking to us. So for now, let's just read into Ephesians chapter 5, and it reads, Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his Dear child, live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. Let there be no sexual immorality, impurity, or greed among you. Such sins have no place among God's people. Obscene stories, foolish talk, and coarse jokes, these are not for you. Instead, let there be thankfulness to God. You can be sure that there is no immoral, impure, or greedy person will inherit the kingdom of Christ and of God. For a greedy person is an idolater, adult, adult, worshipping the things of this world. Don't be fooled by those who try to excuse their, these sins. For the anger of God will fall on them who disobey Him don't participate in the things these people do. For once you were full of darkness, but now you are full of light from the Lord. So live as people of light, for this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. Carefully determine what pleases the Lord. Take no part in the worthless deeds of evil and darkness. Instead, expose them. It is shameful and even to talk about the things that are ungodly people do in secret. But their evil intentions will be exposed when the light shines on them. For the light makes everything visible. This is why it is said, Awake, O sleeper, rise up from the dead, and Christ will give you light. So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Do not be drunk with wine, because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves, and making music to the Lord in your hearts. And give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And further, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. For wives, this means submit to your husbands as to the Lord. For a husband is the head of his wife as Christ is the head of the church. He is the savior of his body, the church. As the church submits to Christ so you wives should submit to your husbands in everything. For husbands, this means love your wives just as Christ loved the church. He gave up his life for her to make her holy and clean, washed by the cleansing of God's word. He did this to present her to himself as a glorious church without a spot or wrinkle or any other blemish. Instead, she should be holy and without fault, This is a great mystery, but it is an illustration of the way Christ and the church are one. So again, I say, each man must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. And that is Ephesians chapter 5. I think this is really cool how God works because... God knows we're all in different seasons and the starting of this here is telling us to live a life filled with love and that's one thing I've been trying to put on myself lately is just not to judge someone for things they've said, they've done or things that they might believe because like I know I've said before is it's not my job to judge but it's my job to love them and I can guide them and teach them and show them what i believe and why i think something but just as verse two here says live a life filled with love and that love is prime because to be able to love someone is to be able to know the, what love truly is and if you don't know god you don't know what love is and so to be able to live a life filled with love sorry live a life filled with love followed following the example of christ um I think that's super important in just our everyday lives and the next part here is talking about no sexual immorality and being in a newer relationship that can sometimes be hard because you don't know where you stand, you don't know where things are at and just knowing like your intentions need to be pure, they need to there needs to be no sexual immorality, no impurity, no greed because to date is to not test the waters but you shouldn't just date to date someone is if you're dating someone it's trying to figure out if this person's the person you're supposed to spend life with and as it talks about later on is at the bottom here in verse 31 it's just talking about like a man leaves his father and his mother and is joined to his wife and the two are united as one and so that's not what dating's about dating is staying two separate and if you decide that your lives are to be together that's when you become one so it's cool how the starting of this chapter actually kind of comes together and concludes with the same thing at the very end. In verse 6, it's kind of what's standing out to me in verse 6 here is like, don't be fooled by those who try to ex- excuse these sins Is some people will make up excuses of why they sinned. But at the end of the day, it's like a sin is a sin and forgiveness, forgiveness of yourself is very important and I know the Bible doesn't actually say anywhere to forgive yourself it just always tells you to forgive others like Christ Christ forgave you but if others forgive you and Christ forgives you why can you not forgive yourself and so for you you have to actually catch up to them is I think it's not necessarily about forgiving yourself it's accepting and realizing that the forgiveness is actually given from everyone else which makes you actually catch up to the forgiveness And here when it's talking about like the verse where it says, awake, O sleeper, rise up from the dead and Christ will give you light. Is We might be physically here, but unless you know Christ, you're dead is, yes, the Bible says dead, but I think there's a difference between like spiritually dead and physically dead. And so for me is I know I went through a phase there for a while that was just like, God you don't exist, God, I'm frustrated with you, God, I'm going to do this in despite of you, and that's kind of being more spiritually dead, and so as soon as you get that light from God and Christ there, is you awake, and so awake, oh sleeper, rise up from the dead, and Christ will give you light, is just being like, hey, like, you are asleep to what is super good right in front of you, and that light is lightness in your heart, lightness in your everyday life, that lightness of taking something dark and giving it light. And I know I've said this before, but one of my favorite things I've ever been told is there can't be light without darkness. So if you don't have the darkness to compare the light to, you don't truly realize how good the light is. As we continue reading here, it's really cool how it's talking about like, be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. And just because someone is wise in everyday world doesn't mean they're wise in their spiritual wisdom. And so that's one thing I pray upon myself quite often to God is just giving me spiritual wisdom and giving me the wisdom to share his word accurately. And it's so easy to fall away from proper holy spiritual living. And we live in a society where partying and drinking and hang out with people is a thing that's just kind of normal. And in verse 18 here, it's like, don't be drunk. Don't be drunk with wine. And because this is because this will ruin your life. And if you let these things take over your life, then yeah, it will ruin your life. But I think there's a fine balance is where it says, don't be drunk with wine. It doesn't tell us that we can't drink wine. It just tells us don't be drunk with wine. And so, Everything you have is, there is limits, there is value in different situations, but you have to remember what it means to be, in, like, pure, remind you of what is to be wise and what is to be spiritually strong in yourselves. As the kind of ending of this chapter, it's kind of just talking about like spirit-guided relationships, um, more towards wives and husbands. But I think what's really important here is to realize like in verse 22, it's talking here about like wives submit to your husbands and like for husbands to love their wives. And it's not saying one is greater than the other. It's just to understand like how do I word this? Is it's more kind of going along the lines of like, well, it kind of says there is like for wives, this means submit to your husbands as to the Lord is to to love God is to obey God, and to obey God is to love God. And so, if you love your husband, you are gonna obey your husband. And if that doesn't mean he's gonna say this is the only way, this is the highway, is when you become one here, like it says in verse 31 is, and the two are united as one, is it's a partnership. It's a journey. And yeah, I would want to look to my future husband and be like, hey, I want your opinion. I want your feedback, but we're in this together. So let's talk it through and be able to listen to each other. Because even in verse 25, it says for husbands, this means love your wives, just as Christ loved the church. And so it's not telling us that one person is like, it's their way or the highway. It's more saying like Christ was both. So when you become one, you have to be both with each other. And in the last verse here, it says, so again, I say each man must love his wife as he loves himself and the wife must respect her husband. And I think it's really important to realize is if you can't love yourself, how can you expect to love someone else? And and even though it doesn't tell us, like, wives, love yourselves, it's still important for us to love ourselves because if we love ourselves and we respect ourselves, then we know how to do that and give that to someone else. But that's kind of my intake on Ephesians chapter 5. But for now, that's going to conclude our night Join me tomorrow as I read into Ephesians chapter 6. Anyway, good night, everyone.